Vineyard Westside welcomes everyone. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. Come as you are, because we believe that love wins, period. Good morning. It's been a while since I've been up here, so uh, bear with me. Um, I just got word uh, that Christine Patel was taken to the hospital for uh, irregular heartbeat. It's beating kind of fast. So if we can all pray for her right now. So Father God, we just ask you to release your angels around Christine and that Father, that whatever it is that's trying to mess with her heart, Father, we, we just say don't in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Father, we pray for that healing, whatever it is. Just correct that heart back to the beat that you originally made it for. So, Father, be with her. Keep her calm. Keep her safe. And we just ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So keep her in your prayers. Okay, well, today uh, we're going to talk about oppression. Real upbeat kind of. <laughs> and Ryan was not feeling well earlier this week. Is he sick sick, Allison? He's better. He's better. Well, then why isn't he here? <laughs> I tried really hard to find other people. <laughs> and, and Nathan, I don't know where he is. He's out running. I mean, literally a 5K. He did? Oh, cool. I guess he's not so old, huh? <laughs> and then, of course, Jenny, she was, they've had problems also with not enough people. So anyway, I'm here, and we're going to do this message. Thank you. <laughs> so hopefully, I want to give you a different perspective. We're going to go below the original things that you see on earth. I want you to go dive into the spiritual realm with me today and see how things that you are experiencing in your day-to-day -day life, that you just kind of step back and look at it and see what is actually happening in the spiritual realm. So um, when we do this, our lives will change. But oppression is a heaviness, a sense of being weighed down. Has anyone felt that? recently and you know sometimes it's it comes across in the media and things that you read um, you just there's just a lot of this heaviness that feels like the, the poverty you're not making enough money groceries are very expensive I told you this was going to be an uplifting message <laughs> and sometimes there's sickness too that um, gives us that heaviness feeling so this is what Jesus says about it in Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Now, I like the message Bible, 28 through 30. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a rest, a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I love that line. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. 
Isn't that just like tells you exactly what you're supposed to be doing? So when we look at oppression on the surface in the physical world, like I said, it's, it's these unkindly, unkindly strongholds that are over our communities, our families, and there are things like, I mean, we can experience oppression ourselves. It can be in an area, but we can also feel it ourselves, which many of you have with like the poverty, the finances, illnesses. Um, some people even have the oppression of fear, that they're, they just have this immense fear that they don't know, it, that it paralyzes them. So we're gonna find out how to fight these battles through God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. I don't, I don't know why we do this, but we, we try to do everything on our own. And I don't know if we were programmed that way or taught that way by our, our parents or what, but so many times we'll see things on you know, the TV about the poverty or crime or people getting beat up, and we just kind of blow it off. We just go on and just figure, oh, what, what the heck, you know, that's somebody else's problem. But we should be engaging God in these, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Because our concerns are his concerns. And all we have to do is talk to him. Talking is prayer. So how do we invite God into our lives? Let's try this together. Because it, it might have been a while since you've, reconnected with God. So if you all would just go along with me, um, close your eyes, we're going to pray. And you're going to kind of fill this in as we go along. You can say this out loud. You can say it silently. It's, it's up to you. Father God, I confess the things that I have done wrong in my life and ask for forgiveness. I ask for your forgiveness, Lord. Thank you, God, for sending your son to die for me so that I can be forgiven. God, I am ready to choose to trust you and invite you to enter into all of my thoughts, words, and deeds. Amen. Now, some of you might have felt something. Some of you are just like, okay, those are words. But you don't realize how powerful your words are, and they carry authority. Because the enemy will, as you know, will come, kill, and destroy. So you have to watch how you say things. Because you don't want him to get in there and to take your authority. That, you know, just the slightest little thing, unknowingly, you can... Um, Open up that door to give him access to your life. And one of those things are like word curses. Um, anytime that you might speak out, you think that you're not really doing any harm, but this is an invitation for the enemy to come in and mess with your life. You go around and you say, I'm worthless, I'm stupid, or I've got this illness, I'm just going to die anyway, so why am I going to fight it? So these things are just... Even though they're, they're, you think they're innocent, they're negative. And, and it's leading to that oppression that's coming down on you and making it harder for you. Making the enemy just wants to get in there and do his thing.
but we know how to fight this. We know it sounds simple, but our prayers and our words have power. How do we fix gaining our authority back? You just did it. We prayed, you asked for forgiveness. You can also forgive others. That, it's kind of like a cleaning up of your, your whole body. It, it opens up your, your ability to be able to hear from God, that you're getting all the junk out of the way. I mean, I, it reminds me of we have this fire stick at home or even your computers. There's this little thing that says cash. And once you've gone too far and you got too many things in there, you have to go in and clean it out. And that's exactly what we are doing here, that you have to take a moment, talk to God. You know, we might not even know what we're doing wrong, but just, just lay it out for him. So many times I'll feel that way when um, I'm watching the news. And, and I'll just, it, it just kind of comes to you that you're watching something that's going on. I mean, some of you might even relate to Ukraine. And you just feel so horrible about what those people are experiencing just pray just talk to Jesus just let him know what's going on and you want to take all that negative stuff that you're feeling that's stirring in you and you want to turn it to positive that's how you pray to God ask God to move his name is so powerful Jesus um, there are times where I haven't felt good about something or I felt anxious like today um, you know, so it's, it's kind of like, I just kept saying, come on, Jesus, you know, just make me feel better. Just take away the nervousness, bring in your calm, your joy. And um, I knew that other people were praying for me and, you know, that I could just feel the calmness coming in. So you, you just have to build that relationship with the Lord and with others. You know, let, have many people have wonderful prayer partners for you. So um, you just want to build that relationship with God because you'll watch the heavy burdens go away. Oppression and depression, depression, are different terms, but they're closely related. The first, oppression, is the way a person is treated. Like we've said, it kind of weighs you down. The second is a medical condition. It is not uncommon for oppression to lead to depression. Oppression is what beats you up, tears you down, and you're, there is a solution is to ask Jesus to intervene. Prayers are more than a Band-Aid. They are your weapons. They're weapons against the enemy. Last week, I had a conversation on oppression uh, with several people. I felt the oppression myself in my personal life and then with what I do here at the church, I could feel it too, that certain things were happening. And I thought, you know, this just doesn't feel right. Things aren't feeling good. And then, of course, you know what's going on in the world. If you're not living in a cave, then you know that there's lots of things going on out there. So I started paying attention to these patterns because these patterns are the Holy Spirit talking to me. And we can all hear this and see this and experience it. You just have to connect with the Godhead. So back to my conversation um, about oppression. Uh, my 
my oldest daughter, Kelly, uh, is on the intercessory prayer team with a bunch of other people that are down there. And they pray every Sunday morning from 9 to 10. And they are just prayer warriors. They, they go and they battle for our church, for the world. They're just, they're amazing. So I sent this message with Kelly to, you know, we share our, our thoughts of what we feel like's going on with the church or the world or whatever and ask for prayers. And I sent there that, you know, I'm, I'm experiencing this oppression. Could, could you all pray about it? But I had specific um, instructions because I'm not better than any of those people in intercessory prayer, but I know people come and go and I don't know where they're at in their walk with the Lord. And I said, please do not cast out oppression because it's a principality. It's a big, dark cloud to give you a picture. I mean, it's one thing if someone comes into like a sozo and they, have, they are experiencing these things individually. Yeah, we're going to teach them to use their authority. We're going to make them talk and to cast out anything that's in them as an individual. But when you have something over a region or a town or anything like that, you don't want to cast out a stronghold or principality because the enemy doesn't play fair. He will come back and give you more issues. It's like a backlash. And you don't want to pray those things over your area, your family, or anything like that. So your words are very important and powerful. This morning, when I was on my way here, I was reminded of word curses. And you might have heard Ryan tell this story before. We're going back to the Danbury days. And um, I'm, I might not say it exactly how Ryan would tell it. But we were up for a 24-hour prayer thing to try and find a building. And Ryan gets up, and, and I don't remember word from word. I just remember him saying, wreck me. And when the day was over, the, the night was over, we all went to breakfast the next um, morning. And we were having a good time. And Ryan says, I got to get home. So he went home. He left. And it wasn't because he had an accident. It happened on North Bend. And we were at the Boudin La Rosa's, and he was in a wreck. And it's, it's, you know, we're not real sure why this happened, but we do, we were all pointed out that he said, wreck me. Now, that wasn't from God. That, you know, we don't even know what it was and how he was praying it, but we all remembered that wreck me. And he, of course, he was fine. But there was a, a pole from a fence that just, missed him, went through the windshield. And we knew then that, the, you know, angels were watching over him. God was watching him. So you have to watch how you say things. You've got to keep them positive. So let's um, look at a principalities a little closer. Here's Ephesians 6.12. And I know you've all heard this, but um, picture it now. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, 
against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So this scripture pretty well sums up principalities. They're your authorities and your rulers in the dark world, which is Satan and his enemies. But remember that whatever God created for good, like principalities, because we have uh, rulers and authorities that are good, and, but the, um, Satan, he, he's, not, he's not original. He cannot come up with anything on his own, so he will copy and mimic. So he copied the good and turned it into bad. So the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms are either angels that are witnessing to the events or they are the events of a hostile spiritual force that opposes God. So I hope I haven't lost you all by now, but the thing with principalities is I want you to picture a war, and this will help possibly bring principalities home. You've got two sides. You've got your good guys and your bad guys, your, your armies, and they are fighting against each other to get control of a region, an area, something like that. And these forces that are leading them are your principalities. So um, it's difficult for you to go in and fight that army alone, to fight that war. Does that make sense? That you can't go in it because you're going to end up hurting yourself. You're going to hurt. I mean, it's going to be bad. You're going to probably end up with torture and death or anything else. So that's kind of the way principalities are. If you go against it yourself, it's not going to work. But, you know, all this stuff that sounds so bad, we have ways to fix it with praying to God. And you just, whenever you go and you pray to God, you're safe. Don't ever think that, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not a good prayer warrior. Just talk to him. So here's Ephesians 3.10. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. So how does God's manifold or different facets of wisdom work? Just like I was connected or I am connected to the to, God, to the Godhead, I started seeing these things that he wanted me to deal with. He wanted me to talk about and start praying about oppression. I had no idea that he wanted me to get up here and teach. Because when, when I found out that I was going to teach, I thought, what am I going to teach on? I said, Holy Spirit, if you want me to teach, you have to give me something. And they brought this on. He brought this to me. So it's, it's all these things that God sets up for you, and he just wants you to pray. Because when you pray into these things, you're not casting these out, but you're asking God to move mountains. You're asking him to displace these um, principalities. So in other words, they're, they're going to be moved out of your way, and you're going to feel better, and so is your area around you. And, you know, it, it's, like I said, it's, it's not a Band-Aid, it's a weapon that you can use. And we all feel these things, and you just have to um, take the time and pray about it. 
Now, a, a review of, or an update, after uh, last week, when the prayer team, or the intercessory prayer, prayed, I, I uh, texted Ryan later, because I said, you know, I came in feeling all these negative things that are feeling down, and next thing you know, it, it was almost 10 o'clock, it was like there was a shift in the atmosphere. We got busy, we got lively, and there was just energy where, you know, oppression a lot of times just sucks the life out of you. It just makes you not want to do anything. Did you all hear her? She asked if the shift that I felt, what was it like? Now with other people, it could be totally different. But for me, I just felt the heaviness lift, the burdens. I didn't actually feel a wind or anything like that. I just know that I felt better and that people around me were, seemed happier. And I don't know if the prayer or intercessory prayer has any stories about that themselves, but I, I know that that's what happened. And then um, last Sunday, if anybody was here, even Ryan, I haven't seen this happen in a long time, where he was teaching and he went over. He went over time. And, you know, we all start moving like, come on, you got to wrap this up. It's time to go. And when I texted him, I said, see, you, you were even in the moment where he just, he had no clue of the time that it was or what was going on. Did I answer your question about the shift? You feel it in your spirit is what it is. You feel the shift in your spirit. You feel it in your spirit, but you can also see things in the physical realm, if that helps. Okay, so um, just make sure when you see these things that you experience them. Find a prayer partner. Find somebody that can help you uh, pray along. Ask them if you're on track or is it something that you're just feeling yourselves. You know, just, just find somebody and talk about it if it's negative like that. And you want to shift your mind. You because you can always ask God, you know, what, what is your plan, God? What is it that you want me to do? And he will reveal something to you, either through another person or through the Holy Spirit. You'll get the thoughts in your head. Um, just dig deeper so that whenever you're having an argument or, or you're getting beaten down by someone or gossip or anything like that, take the time to look below the surface. See if, it, if it's... Who's pulling the strings? Is, is this the enemy? Is it happening over here? Is it happening at my work, at my church? Just kind of dig deeper and start praying. Here's a few scriptures to meditate on. Psalm 9.9. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, stronghold in times of trouble. 
See, there's that word stronghold. It can be good or it can be bad. Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Now, this is one of my favorite ones. This is condensed. Psalm 91. I'm telling you, if you don't know any psalms, get this one into your categories and use it. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrows that flies by day. And that's another thing, that when, when you're feeling that oppression and you're praying to God, if that arrow's going to stick, then you've got to find out why you're acting a certain way. Otherwise, that arrow can just fall off, just like it says here in Scripture. Psalm 103.6. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. And our last one, John 14.26. But the advocate, better known as the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Everybody good? Okay. Yes? When you talk to people, yeah, it'll resonate in your spirit. You'll, you'll get this feeling. We can talk more about it later if you like. Okay, so let's just wrap this up and let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your game plan, your maps, the way that you direct us. Father, we just ask for that more. Holy Spirit, we just ask you to fill us up. Tell us, show us, give us pictures. Guide us to the way that we are to be pleasing to you and to expand your kingdom. So, Father, we thank you for sending your son and making it all right for us to come to you. We thank you, God, and we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. For more information about Vineyard Westside, please visit vineyardwestside.com.